0: next on getting started
1: lenders are going to want to see you um the term is skin in the game
0: skin in the game if you're
1: not willing to risk your money why should we risk our shareholders money for you all right it's like you know we're going to be a team we're going to be in it together if we're going to take a risk you're going to have to take a risk too. put in your money and take that risk hello
0: ladies and gentlemen welcome Getting started podcast. Once again, I am your host, Brian Humphrey. I am here today with the esteemed Dana Moore of National Bank. <laughs> Dana is the vice president of commercial loan off she's a commercial loan officer. Before we get started, Dana, I want to thank you.
1: Oh, thank for taking you the for time. inviting me. Yeah, to it's definitely share a pleasure.
0: You. Yeah. Uh if I recall, we met at the Small Business Development Center lunching down at um Alabama State. We did. Yes. Uh, Dana made quite the impression. She has been in the field for a number of years now, and I look forward to interviewing her to find out some some ideas for you, ladies and gentlemen, how you can get started with your business along with financing to secure. So, Dana, please tell me how did you um you know what we're gonna scratch the tip? We interview. I want to know more about Dana. So, Dana, <laughs> tell me about your first job.
1: Um. My first job kind of scares everyone because other than working for um, my father's sisters who are all three entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. uh, my first job for someone other than a relative was with the Internal Revenue Service.
0: Oh, wow. No
1: one wants to talk to you when you say, hi, I work for the IRS. It was just a summer job, Hmm. but it really uh, opened my eyes to a lot of different things in organizational management. Um, because I was in a small division there. We didn't work with taxpayers. It was an operational division. Um, but, um, I I realized then that working with people who were busy Mm. and had a clear mission was something I, I enjoyed. So that was just a summer job. I attended Honeyman College and, uh, studied business administration there, Mm -hmm. had a great time. And my first real, real job out of college was as the golf manager at Win Lakes Country Club. Oh. Um, I just finished graduated okay. at Huntingdon and the late Jim Wilson, who was a tremendous supporter of Huntingdon College. And, and that's
0: gov is the governor No, Jim, governor. No, Jim Wilson okay.
1: um, developed the River Chase Galleria, had owned Montgomery Mall and developed Win Lakes. Wilson. Yes. Okay. Um, But he was a a wonderful supporter of Huntington College, Mm -hmm. and uh, Wind Lakes was very new. So he was a very wise man and decided he was going to get some energetic employees that would work long hours and and be excited, as he was, because it was an exciting time. And what they found was that the golf pros were so busy um, hosting tournaments and giving lessons mm-hmm. and playing golf as we were building the membership, somebody really needed to literally mind the shop. Mm. Okay. So at Wind Lakes, I was able to learn how to operate a retail shop, which mm. we had. Um, Take and- note
0: of this, ladies and gentlemen.
1: <laughs> but because we were young and growing, and all small businesses will be young, we all had to chip in and do different things it might not necessarily be part of our formal job description hmm. so i would help put together the newsletter um this was in the late 80s so we weren't designing anything on our uh, laptops there were no okay. laptops so it literally was you know have photographs developed so you up wore a lot text, of different hats lay it out yes um we would often have large events that involved our food and beverage crew. So some of us um, in the golf area would go over and help. The assistant mm-hmm. pro and I spent a lot of times setting up a Sunday brunch. So I, okay. I just learned so much there. So um, how did you...
0: So how did you wind up in the in the banking fields? That how did that <laughs> well, come about? Well, one
1: of my internships um, while I was a student at Huntington, I grew up in the Birmingham area, Okay. and every summer I would go home and work a, a, an intern. Type job. That's and North
0: Alabama for you know it is out there.
1: <laughs> in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I worked. The first one was, as I mentioned, the Internal Revenue Service. The second one was a mortgage company. And that was in uh, Home Mortgages in the summer of 1985, where rates bottomed out. And people were buying homes and refinancing left and right.
0: Kind of like, well
1: like we were yeah yeah not today but yes last year all right and um so i was um exposed a bit to lending at that point you know financials and loans and appraisals and and that kind of thing and and i did find it interesting i'm not a mathematician and quite honestly a lot of small business finance is what i call mickey mouse math people do not need to be intimidated by it you don't need to be able to figure out derivatives to Run a small business. It really is Mickey Mouse math: math, uh, addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division. The, the things the we all learn. with
0: yeah. Arithmetic. Okay. Arithmetic. If Got you can it.
1: do that, you can you can do business math because that's what it is. You know, fractions, percentages. That all falls into that. But um, okay. enjoyed that and. Uh, the next internship was <laughs> with the Army in Birmingham, hmm. um, but the fourth one was the gym. It's where I hit gold, and that was with the Small Business Development Center at the University of Alabama School of Business. Wow! Operating in conjunction with the Small Business the SBDC. Administration, yes.
0: Mm, long and long that
1: is when I fell in love with helping people establish and grow their businesses. We had amazing um, volunteer counselors in that office who had been, for instance, senior vice presidents of Vulcan Materials, U.S. Steel, EBSCO Media, Alabaster Plastics, Ralph Ayland, Mm. wonderful man. He had operated Ayland's department store, which was one of the premier department stores in downtown Birmingham during you know, the heyday of department stores where you took those escalators up to the fifth floor. And, wow. And shopping was an event. Okay. Um, and so I realized the diversity within small business. Mm-hmm. Um, Shed some
0: light on that for me, diversity, when you mean by that? Well,
1: almost anything can become a business, a passion that you have. Okay. Um, it can be retail oriented. And even within retail, mm-hmm. there's so many things you could do. You could be a retail food seller. Mm. clothing, shoes, hunting supplies. I mean, we all think now big box stores that have everything. Mm-hmm. But if you really want to be taken care of with a store, you need a lot of times to find that local business. That's what they concentrate in. Okay. For instance, one of our clients here um, is Renfro's Supermarkets. It's a yeah, still a bras. local supermarket, yeah. you know. And not no. that I don't stop it, you know, regional supermarkets mm-hmm. or run into Aldi, but locally owned and operated businesses are more in tune quite often with what their local community wants, what they mm-hmm. want to see. Okay. Um, they can sometimes source specific things easily for you that a, a larger company might not be able to do. Um, customer service oftentimes is better um, because they know that they have to be competitive to mm. survive. Um, they're often not going to compete on a price point, so the level of service that you get with a locally owned business is usually very, very high, mm. and I like
0: that. So that right there is what, what I call a, a niche for them or key mm-hmm, differi- yeah. differentiate. Well a key difference in what and how they conduct
1: business okay Um, but of course you know restaurants manufacturing Um, when I um, left Wind Lakes after picking up a lot of experience I um, began working um, for the Small Business Development Center in Birmingham full-time so I had that summer internship but I had finished school and and the director at the time called my father and said, um, was kind of wondering about Dana, has she not graduated yet <laughs> from Huntington? My mm. father said, yes, yeah, she, she graduated last year. He said, well, we don't understand. We wanted to hire her when she graduated. Mm. They had not conveyed that to me. I didn't realize I had a job waiting for me. But it worked out beautifully <laughs> because I had that experience in One Lakes. Well, was, that was, in was that in the Was field? valuable? What I did at um, the SBDC at that point. I was there for four years as a business counselor, okay. kind of working my, my way up. Um, I developed um, a guide to opening a small business in the Birmingham area. Uh, okay. It guided you through tax requirements, licensing requirements, insurances you should consider mm. depending on the, the type of business you are in. I like that. So we, we developed those things and I counseled one-on-one with a lot of different businesses. Uh, learned a lot, and of course, you know, I I had that extra bonus working for me mm. that there was this wonderful reserve of these successful retired business people who donated so much of their time mm. to helping other business owners either establish or grow. So they kind of took
0: you under their mm-hmm. wing, so yep. to speak.
1: I learned to write business plans uh, with people. Okay. Uh, we would put together loan applications wow. mm-hmm. and financial projections, so we did a lot of that.
0: I'm um, about to get a second interview <laughs> too. you. <'cause laughs> it's one of the things we talk about, creating a business plan, yeah. developing mm-hmm. financial goals, mm-hmm. and also um, securing capital. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's, that's another thing I wanted to touch with you about.
1: We did lots of loan applications, and of course we specialize in the okay. Small Business Administration Um, Loans because we were funded by the SBA. Um, And at that time, the SBA even had a direct loan program for small businesses. It was smaller loans. Mm -hmm. Generally, you would have to be in a rural area, minority, woman-owned. That program isn't around anymore, quite honestly, because the banks got good at making those loans too. And the program wasn't as needed yet.
0: So what are you looking for when it comes to, say when somebody comes in, they're super excited about running the business, and they want financing what are some things that you're really looking for when it comes to that
1: well apart from looking at their finances so they're going to look at their um, finances you know, okay you can always look at the seas of credit um you know characters at the top of the list
0: you hear that character what sort of character traits are we talking about
1: we're looking for people who honor their commitments all right. And um, like when they when they say uh, you know I will pay my bills, we're going to look at a credit report. See, do you pay your bills? Not only do you pay them, do you pay them on time? Mm. Um, a credit score is one thing, but often you know I, I, I will always look beyond a score. Hmm. Many of us before have had that odd uh, medical collection bill for $35. It showed up and we don't even know what it is, Mm -hmm. what it was, where it came from, but it's on our credit report and it's dinging our score. Gotcha. Or the cable company told you if you weren't satisfied, you could terminate after 90 days. You weren't satisfied, you terminated Mm -hmm. and they stuck you with the rest of the year's bill and filed on your credit. We see Hmm. a lot of that. So, you know, anyone looking at borrowing money you need to know what's on your credit report you know you can can get your free credit report okay. um, so there character are ways to do that character do you honor your you commitment because you are about to commit to repay money that I loan you
0: mm-hmm.
1: I want to know that you're going to honor that commitment so I'm going to look at your track record with without
0: hmm. so um, how important it is so I, I found this out in the SBDC how, mm-hmm. how important it is to someone keeps their main say friends this is like a side hustle and they mm-hmm. want to make this a main right occupation how important is it that someone keeps their job
1: um well it, it depends on the situation um, mm-hmm. a lot of it will depend on what are your personal obligations okay you know you got to take care of your family um, you gotta gotta pay those bills um,
0: so you don't recommend someone going off and quitting their job Not right necessarily. Away. No,
1: okay. Not, each situation is different. So you really have to have time as a lender to understand, okay. um, the person you're talking with. What is their situation? What is their experience? What are the opportunities? If they do leave their job, have they saved up enough capital of their own to cover their personal living expenses? Mm. Because while a lender may, may allow you to borrow money, maybe for some equipment mm-hmm. or, um leasehold improvements if you're leasing a property we're not going to loan you the money to operate your household for six months. Right. You this need is to have the business. that taken care yeah. of. Correct.
0: Okay. That's a part of character right that,
1: there. That is. You've got to have that accounted for and I have okay. seen I've seen people you know make sacrifices and able to do that. Maybe they downsized a home Mm. So that um, they can mm. pull equity out of a larger home, move into a smaller home, mm-hmm. and have that there. They've obviously reduced a mortgage payment, potentially, if they've done that. Wow. Um, so, so um, I don't... Okay. Um, well, there, there's a financial advisor that's very, very popular that I won't mention. People who know him will recognize it. But he says, sometimes you have to live like no one else. To mm. live like no one else. Mm. And what he means is to sacrifice the things that our culture has um, convinced us is essential. They might uh, not I be like so that. essential. You know, basically, you're going to live um, very frugally for a while. Mm. Uh, most people don't live that way. But what he says is you're willing to live like nobody else. Mm-hmm. Dial back your lifestyle so that you can put what you have in investing in your business in. And you're deferring your income maybe till later when you've built up the business. Okay. So now you'll live like nobody else. Ick. The way nobody really wants to live. You know, oh gosh, I'm going to move in with my parents or something. Right. You know, whatever. You make those sacrifices now mm-hmm. so that in the future you can live like nobody else. Well, good. Thank you. You have some independence. um, I laugh and say you have some control. None mm-hmm. of us have any control. It's a delusion, but we'll do our best to assume we do. Right. But um, you, you do that, and then you've been able to invest in something that's yours, that you've built something for yourself, not mm-hmm. just maybe a company that you work for.
0: Okay, so you all got that? That was a nugget right there. So basically what Dana's saying is that you going to have to make sacrifices to the way you live. Not important, also importantly... Is that you're not going to be a success right away, right? Yeah, because I think a lot of people when they go into business, they think they're going to be making money right away. Yeah, so yes. you definitely need to have some saved up, and if you want to actually devote some money to, it, like say for instance, you start and you want to borrow fifty thousand dollars, and you have. What five or ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars towards that? How mm-hmm. long would that go a long way? would that go a long way and helping you all to? Yeah, make mo- that loan?
1: L- lenders are going to want to see you. Um, the term is skin in the game.
0: Skin in the game. If right. you're
1: not willing to risk your money, why should we risk our shareholders' money Got for it. you? All right. All right. So you know we're going to be a team. We're going to be in it together. If we're going to take a risk, you're going to have to take a risk too. Put in your money and take that risk. Um, And again, that sacrifice, that sacrificial living, dialing back that lifestyle so you can inject that in it. That that goes a long way to show a lender that you really are committed and that you do have that character. Okay. Um, For people who don't have credit, Mm -hmm. a lot of credit, or maybe their credit hasn't been bad before. I mean, hasn't been good before. Clean it up. Clean it up. Clean it up as best so, you can. So
0: you were telling me that you don't look at credit scores. Do you go back six months to a year and you look at when you look at them bank transactions? How do you go about? Well, we
1: will look at the credit, but again, we'll okay. look at if there's something derogatory on a credit score. What right. is it? Is it that medical bill, that communications mm-hmm. collection?
0: And typically, how far was back there did you an go?
1: illness in the family, mm-hmm. and there were medical costs that were uninsured, or did? Did you or a spouse actually lose employment for a while because of a medical situation? Uh, um, that That is something that we see. And so we're, we're going to, we don't want a number. We want to see the picture.
0: Okay. And typically um, how far back do you generally go when you look at it? Is it six months, <laughs> a year?
1: Well, you know, your credit score looks back a while. So mm-hmm. it's going to pull things in. The further in time the incident occurred that mm-hmm. was not favorable, favorable the further back in time it was the better okay and um, what you've done to um, address that since that time is also very important all right and if you don't have credit Mm -hmm. you know get a, 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 a credit card I hate to say that but get a credit card and pay it off every month Mm. Don't run a balance on it. Pay it off every,
0: every month. Every month? Yes. Okay. Most
1: cards, if you run a balance, you're, you're going to pay some high interest. You don't want to do that. But if you pay it off every month, there's mm. no interest. All right. So, you know, use it for, use it for things. That you don't Now, don't say, oh, I have a credit card, so now I'll go out and buy these shoes that I've wanted. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Use the credit card for money you're going to spend anyway.
0: Mm. You all hear that? Your groceries,
1: <laughs> filling up the car. Stuff you're
0: going to do anyway, and just yeah. pay it off.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. you're not spending more money than you would have. You're just paying for it in a different way. Thank you. But pay it off.
0: Pay it off. So let me pay ask you about this, this term. What does this term mean to you? Uh, money doesn't grow on trees. What does that mean to you when you hear that Um term?
1: Money's not easy.
0: Okay. You
1: know, we walk out and, you know, trees around us, they bloom and they grow and they give shade. And for mm-hmm. the most part, nobody planted that tree themselves. Hmm. You know, somebody else planted that tree someone else cultivated that tree
0: I like that um, it's a different way of looking at it, I like that
1: Yeah, you know, money will grow on the tree if you're the one that planted it but mm-hmm. you know, it takes a while for a tree to grow and bear for you
0: okay alright so um, this right here this is something to kind of help us to get to know Dana so bear with me here <laughs> I ask everybody this, what's your favorite book?
1: My favorite book, Mm -hmm. I um, really love the book uh, Doris Kearns Goodwin. She's a historical writer, and she wrote a book called No Ordinary Time. Mm. It was a book written about what happened on the domestic front during World War II. A lot of World War II history books are written about what happened in the military arena. Mm. Um, This is on the home front. This is on the home front. What was going on here to enable us to move forward mm. uh tom Bro- brokaw's book the greatest generation mm. uh, about that generation of people to me is, very is a very good book mm-hmm. i love that book um okay favorite I, movie I, I, I really like his history
0: books
1: favorite movie favorite
0: movie
1: <laughs> yep. white christmas white
0: all right white, white, white christmas.
1: christmas and they sing and they dance and Everybody comes together to work to help that old retired uh, Army general that saved their lives. It meant so much to them. It okay. is a an old, corny book. Mm-hmm. I purchased online today my tickets to see it at uh, the Alabama Theater in Birmingham the week before Christmas. Got it. Um, They're
0: playing it? The Alabama every, Theater? Year every year. Every
1: year? Every year. They have All a whole right. Christmas series. Check it out if you ever go to Birmingham. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Alabama Theater itself is a gem. Is a gorgeous palace you in a show place.
0: Alright. Um so a couple more questions just to get to know you. If you were stranded on a desert island, you can bring one thing, what would it be?
1: Ooh.
0: Oh that gets everybody. I know. I know you heard it before, but that gets everybody. So think about that. A desert island. A desert island.
1: One thing I could bring. One
0: thing you can bring.
1: I am so dang practical. I would I would bring a water purification <laughs> canteen. <laughs>
0: It's not the first time I heard that. Water yeah. purification. Everybody uh, wants to have their
1: water. I, well, other than that, I'd want my husband to be with me.
0: Oh, okay. Got it.
1: He's stronger than I am.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, I think that's about it. Got a lot of notes here. Um, how can people get in touch with you, Dana?
1: You can call me um, here at Valley National Bank. All right. Uh, I'm here in Montgomery. My number is 334 two seven zero three zero zero six i'm on linkedin i'll accept your your All right. invitation to and you're connect. under
0: linkedin on the dana moore
1: dana moore All at right. valley national bank you should be able to find me there um and of course um you know i i love hearing from people whether i can help you or not mm-hmm. i love um the idea that maybe i can send you in a good direction to help you further your path on becoming that successful business owner or even more successful business okay owner.
0: well if, if uh you can tell anything leave with a young or just entrepreneurs in general i don't have to be young but just entrepreneurs who are looking to get into business what what what, what would you leave them with um Any advice?
1: Realize that not every day is going to be great. Mm. Um, True. Some of them are going to be very frustrating. Mm -hmm. But stick with it. If you know you've got a good plan, Mm -hmm. um, stick with it. Give it that fair shot. Don't give up too quickly. But if you get down the road and figure you're maybe not on the right course, don't be afraid to, to redirect. If you look at... People, older people who've been in su- successful in their lives, they have often said, "Whoop, that didn't work. What's Plan B?" Mm. Um, okay.
0: Reassess
1: constantly. Reassess constantly.
0: Reassess. And
1: don't um, don't think you've committed down a path and you can't change it if it looks like it might not be right.
0: Okay. And last, how important is a business plan?
1: Uh, it's essential. It's essential. That's one of
0: the first things you look for. It with is you absolutely it. essential.
1: Essential. Uh, if you can't put down into a format what you intend to do with your business, what your goals are, and how you're going to get there, if you can't put that down on paper, mm-hmm. you're not going to get there. Unless God just shines down on you unmerited favor, <laughs> you're not <laughs> going to get there. Um, okay. And um, mm-hmm. you you will benefit from it. Yeah. Good.
0: Well, you hear that, ladies and gentlemen? Right here, getting started. I know we always talk about getting a business plan together. That's probably the first thing I normally start off with, but I want to ask her at the end just to get everything they need to know about mm-hmm. Dana and what she do, does here in this industry. So as you heard it from her, Vice President, it's essential to have a business plan to get everything together. And also, if you need to pivot in what you're doing, to reassess. It's okay to reassess.
1: Absolutely. And
0: it's okay, from what I understand, to if, you have, if you're in the industry or field, to wear many hats. Get your feet wet. If something you want to go into, maybe just go into that field and get your feet wet.
1: Absolutely. That's okay. But Dana? You, you don't buy a pair of shoes without trying them on, do you?
0: That's right. You shouldn't. All right. <laughs> that's the quote of the day. You don't buy a pair of shoes without trying them on. I want to thank you all for tuning in. I uh, look forward to seeing you in the next couple of weeks. It's going to be sometime in October. I will let you know. Again, this is Brian Humphrey. We're getting started with Dana Moore. Thank you so much, Dana. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, Mrs. Dana Moore, vice president of Valley National Bank. You would connect with Dana if you wanted to get some sort of financing for your your business, your small business and get some some capital, get things started. She's the vice president and over commercial uh, commercial loans. So definitely reach out to her if you're looking to get some capital for your small business, you can reach out to her via telephone. A couple of ways here's telephone 334 270 and also via email at d-m-o-o-r-e at valley.com and if you feel a little adventurous you can reach out to her on linkedin she's on the dana d-a-n-a more m-o-o-r-e and you'll see her there with the valley bank money valley is spelled v-a-l-l-e-y you'll see that bank logo and moniker there and there you have it you can connect with her that way the way you can connect with me, Brian Humphrey, at Getting Started is this podcast. If you really want to drop a line, it can be brian.humphrey, H-U-M-P-H-R-E-Y. Brian is B-R-I-A-N, uh, brian.humphrey, I-N-T-L, at gmail.com. Until then, I haven't got started with any website or social media presence for Getting Started. Please feel free to drop me a line with any suggestions or comments, and if you really liked the episode, Go ahead and give me four or five stars at the Apple Podcast. Until then, stay tuned for at least once a month when I come up for interviews and answer your questions about getting your business started, creating your business plan, securing finance, and helping you develop long- and short-term goals. Take care of yourself and take care of each other.